Good afternoon, Savannah. It's another episode of Courageous Conversations with Shree, and I am your girl, Shree Darian. And today we're going to do it just like we do it every Thursday. Hope you're having a fantastic day with this lovely, lovely weather outside. But before we jump into that, let me jump into this and remind you that you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. And also want to remind you that the viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. Without further ado, Again, this is another episode of Courageous Conversations with Shree. I am your hostess, Shree. And today we have the one, the only, (laughs) Miss Monica Smith. Guys and girls, if you are prone and promised yourself that you will be stressing lightly in 2020 and beyond, we have the girl for you this hour. Welcome. And let me roll out this red carpet for you, Miss Monica Smith. Thank you for being oh, on. Thank you so much for having me, Sheree. I'm delighted and excited to be here with you guys today. Yes, the art of self-care. Guys and girls, obviously, if you didn't know, this week's topic is the art of self-care. But before we jump into that, please let me introduce this uh, beautiful lady uh, properly. Miss Monica G.M. Smith, MSMMT, and you will help us with these abbreviations, is an internationally accredited mindfulness meditation teacher, certified life coach, and help me with this one. Uh, you Sui, Reiki master. <laughs> See, I need some help, and I'm not. A, I'm not going to apologize for it. That's how we do it here, <laughs> naked, unashamed, and unapologetic. If I need some help, I'm going to ask for it. So, thank you so much. Monica is the author of the book "Stress Lightly: Practicing the Art of Self Care," and I am going to seriously underscore art because that's something that's just been on my heart and on my mind since I've been preparing for this interview. So everything that we talk today is we're going to talk about the art form that it takes to actually do this. So I'm excited and delighted to hear what she says. Monica is the co-author of two anthologies. One, Hearing God's Voice Above the Chaos, mm, juicy, and Heartfelt Leadership Tips. She is an experienced social worker, licensed professional foster parent, facilitator, and educator. She has worked in business and human resources for over 25 years on the state and local levels. Monica is committed to improving the overall quality of life of individuals and professionals who serve 
and she serves them by offering personal and professional development in the areas of coaching, training, and education in regards to the eight domains of wellness. Sounds intriguing. Communication, empathetic leadership, stress reduction, and work-life balance, encouraging all, underscore all, to stress lightly. Welcome, my darling. I can't wait to unpack our conversation today. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. So with that being said, tell me something about you. You do when you're not doing all this self-care or what does self-care in the fun uh, aspect looks like or means to you, for you? How do you take care of yourself? That's a great question. And I think, honestly, Cherie, it depends. It really depends on the situation, what's kind of going on with my life at the moment, my self-care practice. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to really underscore practice because um, I like to say practice makes progress. Practice doesn't ever make perfect because perfect doesn't exist Mm, in my world. But practice makes progress. Yeah. So self-care practice for me could look like involving myself in some of my favorite hobbies, Um, spending time with people who feed my soul or um, doing something that I like as far as reading Mm -hmm. or something like that, cooking or, 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 or donating or giving my time and paying it forward, volunteering. So it depends on what area of, of what domain of wellness I'm, I'm feeling a deficit in that I need to focus on and practice that way. So you don't have to be handcuffed to a particular routine. There's a practice in that, but there's also, it sounds like a dance that's involved in that self-care. And I love what you said about, it depends on where you are in your life at the moment. And, you know, it reminds me, our life reminds me of the selfies we take. It's just a snapshot in time what's happening today may not be happening the next minute, you know? And so it is almost like doing a salsa and I'm not a dancer, but I'm just imagining (laughs) as we're playing with this thing, as I stated, I underscored art and I, uh, I read something somewhere uh, and I'm a massive reader. I, I just love that consuming more knowledge. And I read something about art that intrigued me and how art takes on a different shape Um, depending on the medium. So it could very well be literally art. Like you have a blank canvas, you have some crayon, some colored pencil, some paint, whatever, and you create your own masterpiece. But it could also be poetry. It could be music and singing. It could be dance, as we were just sharing. But art can also be self-care. I believe everything. Uh, We're talking about being authors. Uh, You're not only uh, you're a self-published author, but also a co-author of some anthologies, as I am as well. So I totally get that. That, too, in writing is an art form as well. So it's just amazing how art takes on uh, different uh, modalities, if you will. And so I'm interested, Monica, for you to, and what we do, Monica, here, we're truly honor our own truth. It took us a while to really tap into who we are, whose we are, our purpose. Why are we here? There's a famous quote that the most, the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. Like, why am I here? <laughs> right. Not just to right. take up oxygen, but what 
impact, imprint, lasting mark am I making here on humanity? And so with that being said, I'd like to hear from you as we serve this audience here in Savannah and pull them into the conversation with us as if they're sitting in the room with us and uh, share with them what led you to this particular type of work. Let's serve them by giving them nuggets on how to actually really implement, not just hear us today and you know, just be peeking in on our conversation, but to become a part of it, but more anything, be empowered to actually utilize these tools. Absolutely. I love, love, love what you said about art in the different mediums. And um, that is so true. And as I reflected in listening to you um, describe kind of how that word has impacted you preparing for our conversation, Mm -hmm. Um, the the metaphor of mediums or using different mediums, we can use different mediums and masterpieces. We could use, like you, you were referring to pencils or markers, but we could also use paint as well as pencils and markers on the same canvas. Yes. And when we're talking about self-care, that is something that I've learned through my journey, my personal and professional journey, is that there can be pieces of us that that exist. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Right. Um, of sadness and happiness can can actually exist in the same moment. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, what does that look like for us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, what led me to this work is um, uh, my own personal life journey and uh, my my interests, my intrinsic interests. I have a. I have the heart of a giver. So one of my core values, and that's something that I talk about a lot, is is one of my core values is acts of service, um, which that isn't surprising seeing my um, my career path in social work and working with children and families and me being a foster parent. The other side of that is there have been life experiences that I've endured, whether it's, you know, the divorce of my parents when I was younger, um, the uh, the loss of my first child um, via miscarriage, um, the the dis- my um, my first marriage ended in divorce. Um, I met the man of my dreams, and in 2015 he um, tragically died in a motorcycle accident. Oh. And trying to kind of figure out how is it that I'm practicing through all of these, and I've had a blessed life. I I want to just. Yeah, put that forward. But this is what kind of has brought been brought to me is that that pain and loss can exist in the same sphere as joy and contentment yes. and blessings. Yeah. So, um, and um, my personal, um, my occupational job, working with children and families, you know, at many times you you can see that parallel between the people who serve as practitioners and and givers, social workers, are working with families who experience the same types of losses or or, or um, successes that every other family does. So what does that look like when we practice self-care? And I just got really invested in learning more about myself and kind of, like you said earlier, unpacking. Yeah. Unpacking, what, doing some real um, introspective work and figuring out what is it that has has led me to be able to manage some of these storms of life that have come 
um, and be successful in, in getting through that storm and seeing the blue sky. So, um, so that's kind of what, what led me to the specific, this self-care and this wellness work. I love that you, wow, gave us a whole lot of golden nuggets <laughs> as you <laughs> unpack that first question. Uh, but I love how you, you emphasize the fact that both beauty and sadness can exist in the same time. That's so beautiful. It's a matter of perspective. It's absolutely a matter of perspective and how you glean the good. Um, I'm, I'm a, a, a lover of um, a scripture and I believe that all things do work together for our good. It's just a matter of oh, us yeah. unpacking all of it. And and I used to borrow from um, Clint Eastwood's quote, the good, the bad and the ugly. And <laughs> and I've added, I had a guest on last, well, about two years actually now. And he said another word, he said indifferent, you know, it doesn't have to be the same to still be impactful but again, I think it's a matter of perspective. How do you take those lemons and turn it into lemonade? Right. Um, also a lover of the scripture, Cherie, and there's one particular scripture that has carried me. I think we all have our favorites, those who yeah. um, who do love the scriptures. Um, and mine is Psalms fifty-five twenty-two, which is, Cast your cares upon the Lord, and He will sustain you. Mm-hmm. You will never suffer the righteous to be moved. Right. And there's so many times where I have found myself casting my cares upon the Lord. And um, that's a, a domain. My my um, my religious practice is a way that I express my spiritual wellness. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about the domain of like, like the eight domains and the domain of spiritual wellness, that's one of the things that is, um, has helped me. And, but that could look, something different for for others so let's let's go there you mentioned or i mentioned in reading your um a brief bio the eight domains of wellness we just tapped into spiritual wellness Mm -hmm. what are the other seven we have um occupational environmental Mm -hmm. social intellectual financial physical and emotional Mm mm-hmm yeah. And the keyword here being wellness. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So let's let's really I don't want to lose sight of our topic today, which is brilliant. Um, <laughs> stressing lightly. And there was a hashtag in your bio hashtag yes. stress lightly. So guys use that. Girls use that. What do you mean when when you say stress lightly? Because what I got perceived from that was at the end of the day, there's always going to be some level of stress in our life. And stress is not, although it gets a bad rap, it's not necessarily terrible. But what do you mean by stressing lightly? Can we just go overboard with that? Absolutely. Is there I'm a healthy so, so balance? Glad yes. And I'm so glad you got that from it because I, that's exactly what I mean. There mm-hmm. is no such thing as life without stress. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And what um, what I share in with, with the people that I work with is that we kind of it's mindset. You had mentioned perspective. Mm-hmm. It's it's a mindset. We cannot manage 
necessarily manage stress. We can't, we have no control over some of the things that happen around us. Right. We do have control with how we respond to the things that are around us. And I, I and, need to underscore that and interject there. There's a completely different uh, definition of the word respond versus react. Yes. yes. And so I just wanted to throw that out there. Go ahead. Absolutely. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, we want to make sure that we're, when you're talking about responding to the stressors in our life, we're talking about putting some intention and some purpose in regard to how we do that. Um, when we're reacting, we're just, you know, our emotions are hijacked and we're just, um, we're just in that, that moment of just reaction. And that's really not a place we want to be because that will just ultimately create more stress, more of the bad stress, because there is good stress. You know, stress is, is um, when we talk about stress-free, I think that sends maybe a little bit of a wrong message, in, uh-huh. in my opinion, right. because we're not necessarily all uh, stress-free, and that's something that I don't think that we can all achieve. But if we can learn to recognize the kind of stress and we can recognize um, in the moment what our bodies feel like, what, 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 what are we feeling physiologically what are we feeling emotionally what is our next are are we uh in our heads about in a space where we're responding or reacting then we can stress lightly by being intentional and purposeful in our responses to the stress that's in our life and the good stress is when you know we may have our heart beating faster when we're excited about something that's still stress it's our bodies getting ready to show up for us and, you know, that's helpful. We need that. We need that adrenaline. You know, it's so funny as I'm talking to you and I tend, I, I don't like scripts, Monica. I know this is our first conversation, girl, but I hate scripts. Like, <laughs> can we just be organic and have a natural conversation and just let all of Savannah and those around the world just kind of snoop in? That's what's yeah. happening here. So we're having a genuine conversation. I think that's why this particular show is so impactful is because it's really us having a down-home conversation. It's not like some show that's been executively produced. We're seriously just talking and courageously, like bold enough to really share our truth to a bunch of strangers that we don't even know who's listening. <laughs> but with that being... I have being, to tell you. Yeah. It's- it's so much easier for me. Um, I forgot two sec, you know, two minutes ago that we were on the radio. <laughs> I was like, I'm just talking to you, Sheree. Yeah. And I'm having a great time. Thank you. Good. <laughs> and you know, I get that. Typically, my guests before the before we go live are like freaking out. Oh my god! And I get now. Granted, you and I connected via Kathy Kidd. A post that she put up. So we have never been in the same space that I can recall. But Kathy's Mm -hmm. in California. I'm sitting today in Savannah, Georgia. And I met Kathy in 2013, 2015. It's been a while uh, through a Lisa Nichols conference. And so, you know, long story short, life continues to evolve. Here you and I are today. But long story short, we just met each other. We just had a... I just I'm really open an opportunity um, for some of you with all your brilliance to have an opportunity here to to let more people know about the work that you do. Um, and I love how you started 
this show off when I was asking about you and you were talking about your own core values. I'd say your makeup, you know, the masterpiece that you've been created to be and how that how that uh, you are using that to actually be of service today. And I just wanted to connect those two. And that's why this is really just a conversation of us. But we're really able to be ourselves, be totally naked, unashamed and unapologetic with our own truth. I got that all from Lisa Nichols. Be totally unapologetic, you know. And I think because Mm -hmm. of the audacity to be that and do that, number one, it's given other people courage. Plug in a name again, Courageous Conversations with Sheree. And the freedom <laughs> to truly stand in who they are, for real. Not not the professional hat. And then I'm another person over here if I'm in a personal environment. No, I can just be me in whatever setting that I, I'm in. And that's why I yeah. think there's such ease to the conversation. But they're freaking out before we get on the show. And then after we get on the show, they forget. Oh, God, we're on the radio. <laughs> well, we are on the radio today. And thank you for listening, Savannah. Uh, it's interesting. I had someone on just last week about she was talking about the sandwich generation. And believe it or not, she was also a social worker who is now into this space that you and I uh, share. And so it's just ironic now we're talking about self-care this week. And so I wanted to talk to you now about, first of all, I wanted to clarify that I am an HSP. And I'm using that deliberately, a highly sensitive person. You're okay. talking about you're talking about emotions being hijacked. And so I had to be in full disclosure and true transparency. I had an issue to occur um, about two weeks ago that sent me on a roller coaster ride in my emotions. You and I want to use your word. I usually take notes when I'm talking to my guests. You said hijacked. When I tell yeah. y'all, I've, I've screwed up really bad. Like I, we were talking about responding, and I said that, responding versus reacting. I reacted in the moment. So I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, my God, I'm not there yet. You know, no, we all, you know, you know, just slip into our feelings. And I did. In that moment, I my my emotions were hijacked. It, but mm-hmm. but it was an opportunity for me to reflect back on what had actually occurred. But here's the beauty of children. Monica, I have, mm-hmm. and I'm very biased, the most beautiful, <laughs> brilliant granddaughter on earth. <laughs> Her name is London Nicole. She is six years old. And. There are just random moments throughout the day, and she will do the most silliest thing ever. I tell her all the time, that is just weird. And I caught myself saying that a lot lately. But children have this pure innocence about them, this play, this wonder. So back to the hijack emotions, I think yes. as as adults, we get burned so much that we try to control everything, our responses, our reactions. Let's have good intentions, but let's not program ourselves like a robot that we can't still be human. And there's a, there's a um, mentor of mine that lives in Sydney, Australia. And I was going through a a devastating time transition in my life. And uh, he said to me, Sheree, Allow life to touch you 
but don't get stuck. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that was giving myself permission to whatever that situation was, that's okay. But as long as we learn from that and learn to pivot and stop self-sabotaging, like the one, the, the way I responded in that moment, I'd obviously don't want to do it again because it wasn't healthy. Um, but I had to give myself a break that that was a terrible situation and it's okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I love what you said about being an HSP mm-hmm. because I think that just listening to your story, we've all been there where we've had, um, whether our, our resources are low or we just let our emotions get the best of us and we don't always, we don't always respond or in a way that's helpful or we react before we even know what's happening. Yeah. So um, I do have some strategies when you're when you're in that space to kind of help to kind of give you a few minutes um when you're feeling like your your emotions are starting to get hijacked and um I'd be lo- I'd love to share them with you if you're you Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we're here. We're here to serve. I love this. I love the fact that you've even offered to do that. And so let's use me as the guinea pig today. Okay. <laughs> this situation, I received a phone call. It was devastating information. It broke my heart. And mm. here in the moment, my emotions are like a firework. They're going off in every direction. You know, fireworks are actually beautiful, but this is an ugly scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's just use me where I can't even think clear in this moment. All I am is feeling the impact of what someone else has done. And there's a quote I used just last week uh, from Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, mm. Don't allow other people's actions to dictate your reaction. I, I've been saying this forever, and I knew this through and through. But in that moment, you think I was thinking about that quote? No. Mm-mm. So, girlfriend, help me help our yes. clients. I mean, sorry, I, our listeners uh, do better than I did going forward. Sure. Yes. Well, the first thing, um, I love what you said, you know, give yourself a break. And I, I think that um, ultimately we don't. We kind of just kind of rehash it and beat ourselves up when we don't meet our own expectations. That's not helpful. Mm. But that's in another domain of wellness. Mm-hmm. That is. So let. <laughs> so when you're feeling like you are, um, your your emotions are are heightened. Um, it's important to understand the biology around that, right? So when something triggers, when there's an event or there's news, let's say, like, well, here's your example. You get news that's heartbreaking and, you know, you are flooded with emotions, a a ton of emotions. You're using one part of your brain. Your body is responding and your body is getting ready for action and it's flooding your system with chemicals, Mm -hmm. right, with cortisol, and that cortisol is, is really that that kind of triggers our fight or flight response yeah. in our bodies. And when you're feeling that, typically people, and I don't know, Sheree, if you felt this, but did you did you feel your heart racing? Did Abs- you feel your face, well, face I, get now- like hot or do your hands get warm or does your stomach feel a certain way? Like, can you think about how you felt in that moment physically? I physically felt ill. I felt mm-hmm. like my heart, literally, like the pain of my heart, I could feel that stabbing, like mm-hmm. in the center of my chest. Um, 
I don't recall the heat, mm-hmm. but I felt lightheaded. Yep. You know, it's a, it's a wave. It's an intense wave. And it's a physical response as well that happens yeah. in our body. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you feel like you're about to, well, for me, I felt like I couldn't breathe. Yep. All of that happening at the same time. Right. And that is not uncommon. So you are not alone. I, I am convinced that there's people listening right now or that, that are saying, oh, my gosh, that's the same way with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens is, like I said, that physical reaction, that, that rush of cortisol that's using one side of our brain. And like you said, you felt lightheaded and you felt like you couldn't breathe. One of our, one of our reactions when something surprises us or shocks us is to hold our breath. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is actually not helpful. It's, 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 it's worse than not helpful. It kind of just kind of perpetuates the, the, the bad feeling, that bad physical feeling. So I was going to ask, you, why is it not helpful? Is it because it, is it like plugging us, like stopping or blocking us or something? It does. It, 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 it's kind of suspends our oxygen. You know, we, we're, we're holding it in. Our energy is focused on other things inside of our body. So what we want to do is when we're feeling that, that rush of emotion, when we're feeling that sensation, that all the, that discomfort, we want to purposely make ourselves breathe. Okay, we we're going to hold that thought. Just hold that thought. We're going to have a breathing exercise right now, and we yeah. need to take a break. So <laughs> we're, okay. we're already halfway through today's okay. show. I know. See how it just slides through. But we're going to take a breathing break right now. And you guys okay. just digest some of what she just said, but take some cleansing breaths. And I said this on last week's show. Typically, we don't take a good breath until we're actually at the doctor's office. And, you know, it's triage. <laughs> and they're like, okay, they need to listen to your chest. So they te- tell you to literally take a deep breath in and out. So you guys practice breathing <laughs> until we come right back. I promise you, I'll bring Monica right back in just a few moments. I want to remind you, you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. On March 10th, 2017, WRUULP was granted a license by the Federal Communications Commission to serve the public interest as a public trustee until April 1st, 2020. Our license will expire on April 1st, 2020. We filed an application for license renewal with the FCC on December 1st, 2019. A copy of this application is available for inspection at the FCC website at FCC.gov. It contains information about the station's performance since the station's license was first granted on March 10, 2017. Individuals who wish to advise the FCC of facts related to our renewal application and to whether this station is operated in the public interest should file comments and petitions with the FCC by March 2, 2020. Further information concerning the FCC's broadcast license renewal process is available from the Federal Communication Commission, Washington, D.C., 20554, or at www.fcc.gov. How many times have you heard WRUU's corporate underwriting message? If you remember it, then your potential customers will remember your message as well. We are offering this space to connect corporate and institutional partners with our loyal and active listeners. 
Underwriting on WRUU is short, so listeners don't tune out. It's exclusive, so your message won't be lost in advertising clutter. And it supports Savannah's only community radio station. For a marketing package to increase your reach beyond traditional media, email underwriting at wruu.org. This portion of WRUU Savannah Soundings programming is brought to you by listeners and by We Have a Dream. We Have a Dream is a afternoon of stories, art, dance, and music to celebrate dreams for a peaceful planet. We Have a Dream is from 2 to 4 p.m. on January 19th at the Cork House Gallery at 230 West Bay Street in Savannah. For more information, call 912-667-3212 or go to corkhousegallery.com. And we're back with another episode of Courageous Conversations with Shree. And on the line, I have Miss Monica Smith. And we're talking today about the art of self-care and how to stress lightly in 2020. Monica, you're still with us? I am. Fantastic. So why don't you, we were just talking about, actually, we weren't talking, we were breathing, doing a breathing (laughs) exercise. But that's where we left off. When we find ourselves with our emotions hijacked, I mean, an emergency could happen. You could get, receive bad news. um, You know, it doesn't matter. It's a stressful event that just occurred. And your body sometimes responds before your brain does. And when it does, there's some specific techniques that you were just sharing with us. Would you continue? Absolutely. Um, Again, we're using when our emotions are running strong and running uh, hot, right? We are using one part of our brain. So, and we're holding our breath. So the most important thing to do um, to regain some composure and to get is to get the oxygen flowing. So taking what I tell people is to take Three deep breaths, and then you take a deep breath in through your nose. You hold it for a count of three, and actually count to yourself one, two, three, and then you exhale for at least a count of three. And if you do that three times, what that does is it switches gears in your body, and it uses the other side of your brain, because you can't count with the same side of your brain that is operating your emotions. So it does a couple things. It kind of it kind of regroups you mm-hmm. physically, and it gets that oxygen flowing back in your system. And it's and and breath is grounding. It's it's grounding for us. So just focusing on our breath is grounding. Um, that is one one way that you can help kind of get yourself in a space. Question: You mentioned the chemical cortisol mm-hmm. uh, being released from the stress. When mm-hmm. we hit that reset button um, with those cleansing breaths, is another chemical being released? Well, what happens is our cortisol levels—they um, kind of—they reduce, they, they go decrease. down, back yeah. to—they decrease. So you go back to baseline. Got you it. start to go. You got. You start to go back to baseline. It's seriously a that, reset, then. It is a reset. It absolutely is a reset, and um, you may. You know, I use three. I like the I like the rule of three for my for my breath, my holding it, and my my release. You can use it longer. I've heard other practitioners um, use a six count. 
um, whatever, but, but the purpose is practicing that, especially if you're not used to doing that in a moment, you will, even if you did it right now and you're feeling like you're not in a space of stress, you're going to start to feel grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back to the scriptures, when we were created, the Lord breathed the breath of life into us. <laughs> we so cannot, good. we cannot discount the importance of our breath and oh, the yeah. and the anchoring power that just breathing has for us. That is so, so good. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, that is one way. And then I, another way, Cherie, is I, is I encourage people to practice uh, I, I call the power of the pause. Mm. And um, we, we often tend, I'm, I'm saying we, cause I'm definitely included. In this. <laughs> I love it. And, and in case there's any kind of like uh, understanding, but I am a practitioner, meaning I am practicing these things. I am in no way, shape or form. Have I perfected any of this, but I practice right. because practice makes progress. Hello. <laughs> so the power of the pause is we, we tend to, I know myself, um, want to respond right away to people when they ask us questions, when they confront us with information. Specifically, I find at work when people bring some negativity into my space, you, we tend to want to respond right away. But we don't have to. And there is power in a pause. Just pausing for three seconds. I love the, I love the number three, Sheree. Three seconds um, will give us a little bit of time to, to be more purposeful and intentional about our responses. Okay. Hold on a minute. A couple of things that I'm thinking about as you're sharing. First of all, I wanted to go back to the statement you meant about not, you said about not meeting our own expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, like a, a mirror immediately came up in my face. So, whoa, it is me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's it. Letting our, it's more, believe it or not, it's not even about someone else. It's letting yourself down. I think most people think that they feel some type of way because they let someone else down. For me, I hold myself at such a high expectation and standard that part of my stress, or probably 90% of it, is not meeting my own expectations. That can right. sometimes be seriously elevated compared to the next person. And right. so for me, that's huge. And then you went to the pregnant, I, I inserted pregnant pause. You mm-hmm. said the power of pause and I inserted pregnant pause. And so <laughs> for you guys that are listening, I want to give you a definition for a pregnant pause. A pregnant pause is a pause that builds up suspension in the listener or viewer or ourselves, if it happens to be our own private moment, for a greater dramatic especially cause comic effect of what follows after the pause. So your pregnant pause can help you better respond versus react. If you take that time to actually sit back and breathe, that's a perfect opportunity to breathe as well. So you can really incorporate two of those practices at the same time before you allow that incident to actually really cause you to step outside of your character too. In, mm-hmm. in many respects, it does. So I love that too. And then the third thing I wanted to share as you were just sharing 
I re- it reminded me of something else um, Lisa Nichols says, and I in- inserted PPHD. Most people are familiar with PhD, like their doctor, doctor or something. So mm-hmm. this is a new acronym that I am going to coin. No, just kidding. PPHD, <laughs> which, and it's really her talk, her thing. She says, to have nothing to hide, excuse me, for PP, let's do it right. Nothing to prove, nothing to protect, nothing to hide, and nothing to defend. Oh, yes, yes. Well, we can live in that space. Again, PPHD, you have nothing to prove, nothing to protect, nothing to hide, and nothing to defend. I believe that is the secret sauce to living an abundant life and pure freedom and liberty. Mm. Yeah, that's so important to get to a space where um, we feel like we don't have anything to prove, right? Or anything to defend. Mm -hmm. And when we set those expectations high for ourselves, I know that... um, a lot of times, what what the uh, I'm going to go way back to the very beginning, the MMT in my name. Yes, <laughs> those letters. That's mindfulness meditation teacher, and one of the mindfulness practices that I I do um, is self compassion, and we tend to be like you said harder on ourselves, and we need to practice again. Practice the art of giving ourselves love and compassion the way we would give others love Mm -hmm. and compassion. My word is kind this year for myself. Be kinder. Oh, that's a great word. Yeah. Be kinder to myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because what what we do is uh, I, and I'm, I'm speaking from, from my own self at times, um, having the heart of a giver and wanting to be, to serve others Mm -hmm. has at times in my life, Sheree, left me with a very empty cup. Depleted. And yes. Depleted because I would um, I would give when I didn't have to give, and I'd have nothing left over for myself. Mm-hmm. And I needed to learn how to set boundaries, which is another part of stressing lightly and self-care, is setting boundaries. You have to set boundaries, appropriate boundaries with your energy, and again, make no apologies yep. for for that yeah. you have to include yourself in your acts of compassion and kindness monica there's <laughs> a lot of people in this space i know that you are aware of that there's a lot of people that's talking about practicing self-care and everything that we just touched on and yeah. they have been in this space for quite a while there's so many coaches today yeah. uh, out there so when we're talking about this, I really like to give people tangible, uh, relevant, practical tools that they can use, like yes. like implement right now. Like while we're on this uh, conversation, having this conversation live, we're talking mm-hmm. about taking that, um, doing a breathing exercise. That was something literally, it doesn't matter where, who's on, who's listening mm-hmm. or where they are. Uh, that they can do that if they're at work and they are um, having a situation with a colleague, um, an employer, the boss, coworker, whatever. In the midst of that, they can do that breathing technique, and it'll be totally fine. So it doesn't matter where they are. It could be in their car, riding right now, listening to us, or at home. It doesn't matter. 
that they can do that. So with that being said, what sets you apart? What is that secret sauce, for lack of a better word, <laughs> that you bring uh, that will help others beyond your own story? And many times I think it's it lies in our own journeys. But, but what is it? How would you answer that? That's a great question. Um, I have... Uh, and you're absolutely right. There's a lot of people talking about wellness and self-care. I think for for myself, what sets me apart is I have um, developed five R's of enterprise, which um, regroup, recalibrate, reassure, reflect, and rest. And those strategies applied to all of those eight domains of wellness can be helpful and beneficial. Um, in helping us to get to a point where we're being more introspective, where we're noticing the stress in our life, um, we're, we're able to categorize that stress, we're able to um, respond to it and not always react to it, and we're able to practice some self-compassion when we don't meet our own expectations. So um, I think that that is kind of what sets me apart. Also, I am not... Um, I am a work in progress. I practice. Practice makes progress. <laughs> that makes you know, sense I think you. you're the first person that has actually said that. That, And I've interviewed a ton of people. But you are the first person that I remember. If, if I had to answer what sets you apart, it would be <laughs> that, that you said. And you, if you think about it, when you said that you are a practicing uh, practitioner or, or teacher, you think about our doctors, they're practicing, physician, what is a physician doing? They're practicing their skill set, whatever it is that they're doing, they're practicing. And and guess what? We go to them all the time. Right. Yes. Yes. We do. But for you to be so transparent about that, I love that. It's refreshing that we're not putting ourselves out here as the quote unquote experts but we're still yet a work in process. Our lives hadn't stopped. None of us have actually arrived. And so for that, there's a there's an attraction for me to that 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 creates a sense of trust and no, I don't have to be perfect. And like I just purposely threw myself on the knife and said, look, I screwed up a couple of weeks ago and I was really ready to go off, you know, seriously. And then it wasn't until after you know, because many times you don't see yourself until after. But we're human. Like we have these response mechanism within us is built. And so we're going to respond, um, you know, and not really like it, obviously. For me, somebody right. else so, may have responded that way and said, oh, girl, please, that's fine. You're like, who cares? Right. I get over it. And But for me, because of my own expectation, I was like beating my, kicking myself in the head like you should not have done that. But right. Anyway. So that's part of, of self-compassion practice too, Shri, is that when we make a mistake, um, we need to talk to ourselves the way that we would also talk to our, a friend of ours mm-hmm. or somebody that we love that made a mistake. What would we do? And that want that reassure in those five R's of, of enterprise, that's part right. of it. It's, it's taking the time and space to acknowledge, right? Because that's how we walk in our integrity. Yeah is to acknowledge, you know, well, I didn't show up for myself the way I wanted to, but you know what? Tomorrow is a new day. We are down to and, 12 And tomorrow minutes. is another day to practice. Yeah. 
So we are down to 12 minutes, and I want to pull as much out of you as I possibly can yeah. <laughs> uh, for for our audience today. So we're going to unpack just a little bit more. But before mm-hmm. I do that, I want you to jump in right here and tell people how can they connect with Monica Smith, the practicing, oh, sure. the practicing <laughs> mindful yeah. endeavors owner and meditation teacher. Yes. Well, I am on, um, I have my website is www.stresslately.com and you can find me hashtag stress lately and you'll find me on Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And um, I do, I do have um, a closed Facebook group. It's called stress lately. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one way if people wanted to connect and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's how to find me. Okay, so we're talking earlier about my incident where I blew a fuse really bad. Mm -hmm. But last night, let me let you into another private conversation that I had with a (laughs) very good friend. And uh, she may have hit the romance button and met someone Mm -hmm. that she is feeling like, like we're adults, like, you know, you know, when you get to a certain age, you start feeling old and like, and when you have these feelings, we're, we're talking about the uh-huh. negative emotions, but let's talk about those little kitty emotions. Cause she said to uh-huh. me, like, I feel like a teenager all over again. And I promise you, I can't have not stopped smiling from ear to ear in excitement for her. Yeah. That is so refreshing. And so I really, as we're stressing lightly, let's bring some balance and some fun, some joy to this conversation. And for that, those emotions that come in, you know, because then again, we we get cautious and get a little scary too. Like, oh my God, is this really the real thing? But how can we, as we're practicing, right? Learn to take those new experiences and not be so guarded and fearful at living the best life that we can. Because you spoke earlier about your, you know, finding the love of your life and uh, you had a divorce and then you found the love of your life and then obviously you lost him, but you made the best of both of those situations. So I want to balance our conversation and end on a good note. Uh, yes. That Let's talk about that joyous time and how to not to talk our, how not to, excuse me, talk ourselves out of those fabulous moments. Uh, when they happen again, and allow life to touch us in that respect, too? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say that um, I fall back on my mindfulness uh, my mindfulness practice. And one of the beautiful things about mindfulness practice is that it it is a practice of being in the present moment, being fully present in the moment, mm-hmm. just feel, to experience, to taste, to touch, to ex- all of your five senses, being present in the moment. And we, we at times struggle to be fully present, especially nowadays with all of the intrusive, um, you know, uh, electronic devices yes. and, and all the, all, all uh, we're all busy being busy. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're I all love busy that. being busy, yes. and just being present in the moment. And you know what? That that excitement around a new relationship mm-hmm. is full of hope and possibility and promise. It may fizzle out. It may not. It may not last. It might be something that lasts forever and ever. 
But that first, those first moments of that new relationship are something that only lasts for a short time. So, so embrace it. Yes, that's what I'm talking about, Monica. That's exactly what I said. I said, you know what? Sometimes we talk ourselves out of it. And I sent her a text message this morning. So I'm going to really let you guys into my business today because I love Savannah. I love you guys so much. <laughs> so I'm going to let you into my business. I sent her this text this morning. And I said, I am still smiling from ear to ear after our conversation last night. And obviously I had emojis with all teeth showing, <laughs> right? And there was a, there's a quote there that I saw some type of um, uh, post on Facebook. And it said, you'll be amazed at what you attract after you start believing in what you deserve. I thought that was. Oh, phenomenal. amen. Yes. yes. <laughs> because what does. The- Oh, no, I'm going to preach a little bit. What does God tell us? What he tells us to ask, and it shall be given. Oh, and, my God. And Lisa Nichols, I love her. I went to, I, um, I've um i gotten connected to so many fabulous pe- people because of her. And what does she always say? Energy grows where energy goes. Yeah. And if we're focusing on those things and we're being in the moment and we're, we're intentional about the good, then we're going to find more of it. I promise you, Cherie, if you are focused on the bad, you're going to find more of that too. Yes. So we're focused on the good. We will see more of it. We will do more of it. We'll attract more of it. Where your energy goes, your energy grows. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's good stuff. That's good <laughs> stuff. OMG. Listen, what projects are you working on as we are six minutes away from closing out the show? Well, I'm working on a, a really great project with a couple of, of uh, affiliates of mine, and it's called, um, it's a diversity training, and it's called Power, Pumps, and Privilege. And it's our uh, a panel discussion, actually. It's a, our unique experiences as women entrepreneurs, and, and we have our own, uh, our, our race and ethnic backgrounds and how, and just being collectively women, how that has um our experiences actually in the field of business. Wow, that sounds phenomenal. Where is it being held? Right now we're starting in in um, the Connecticut area. So we're hoping to be able to do something online at some point in the future. Sweet, that's super. So listen, out of all of this that you've shared with us today, what yeah. is the one thing that you're most proud of that you have learned about yourself as you are doing the work yourself and practicing it to make an impact in other people's lives? Wow, that's I, a question I did not in, <laughs> think about. Cherie, you got me. I would I would say that what I'm proudest of is that I am walking in my integrity and I'm holding true to my values. I'm sharing my story and with my servant heart, I am hopefully helping others to stress lightly and to recognize that we're all practicing and nobody's perfect. Yeah. I, I think that's been a theme in today's show that um, practice does not make perfect. Practice makes progress. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that true? Absolutely. Very good. What would you like to leave with our listeners today? I would like to leave them. I I would like to leave you all who are listening with just the knowledge that 
as we walk through this life, you are absolutely not alone and that our shared experiences as, um, as people, as humans, um, are what make us so great and so powerful. Um, there's a saying that says we never make our light shine brighter by blowing out someone else's, like my candle doesn't shine brighter if I blow somebody else's out. Mm -hmm. And I just think that our collective light, there's just so much promise for good in the world. So I would thank everybody for their individual goodness. And there is, there's, um, you know, there's always a quote that pops in my mind. This is a scripture. I don't remember the exact scripture. It's in John, uh, I believe it's seven, eight or eight, seven. But it says that there is a little bit of good in everybody and there's a little bit of bad in everybody. So it's like we all deserve a little bit of grace. Nobody's perfect. To your point, none (laughs) of us are are perfect, but we all have a purpose. We're all here for a reason. Let's make it count. Absolutely. Let's definitely make it count. And so I want to close with the scripture one of your favorite scriptures, I looked it up, uh, Psalms 55, I'm going to read 22 and 23 in the message. And I like it because it says, pow, just as encouraging our audience out there today, pow your troubles on God's shoulders. Again, this is the message version. He'll carry your load. He'll help you out. He'll never let good people topple into ruin. But you? God will throw the others into the muddy bog. Cut the (laughs) lifespan of assassins and traitors in half. And I trust in you. I love that. I've never read that version before, but I'll take it. (laughs) In other words, God has our back. You know, we are not in this earth alone. And that is my mantra in life. I don't want anyone to ever think that they are alone. There are almost 8 billion people on the face of this planet and no soul should feel alone. So you are not alone. That's hashtag Ayana. You are not alone (laughs) because you got your sister here and you got your sister there telling you that, listen, we may not be in the same space, but we're certainly in the same time and it's our time. Let's go make it happen. Amen. Awesome. It's been a delight to have you on today, my darling. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you all so much for listening. My pleasure. My pleasure. And Savannah, that's another episode of Courageous Conversations with Cherie. I'm your girl, Cherie Darien. And you've been listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. Also want to remind you that the viewpoints expressed in the preceding program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. And until next Thursday, Savannah, be blessed. Love you and smooches.
97.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. And this is time for some pizza and wine right here on 107.5. 